Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Ryan Goodman and Tangway podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Uh, it is the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, and Gary Tangway along for the Ryan Zoom pod sponsored by FanDuel the exclusive wintering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. And you can score with the NFL this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any five winning dollar money line bet. Okay, it was so weird to me last night. I, I was at the Philadelphia game when the Celtics played them a week ago, and then the Celtics are back in Philadelphia again. A much different outcome. Uh, the one thing I want we want to talk about, uh, White had a great game. Horford, he came up big. But I want to talk about the presence of Jason Tatum because it's something I noticed. Now, Porzingis and, and Jalen Brown are out. But, Bob, I don't know if you've noticed something this year. There seems to be a presence of Jason Tatum on the floor uh, that is of a leader that is needs to make the right play at the right time. Like I thought when Philadelphia was making a run and they were still in the game last night that whenever you needed a bucket – well, you needed something done right. Tatum was there to do it. Do you feel that presence this year more than in the past? Undoubtedly. And that's what we talked about. It's almost like he was listening to us uh, in the offseason. Because, I, I, you know, we, the three of us, have, have, have been on the same page with regard to the fact that we know how enormously gifted and talented he is. But that's not the full story. You know, the the, the next thing is what, what my great mentor, Frank Power, used to call the connection. You know, which Larry Bird had, which 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 the great ones have. You know, the mind and the the instant knowing when to take over and how to take over, when to assert yourself, uh, uh, and how to assert yourself when you have that range of skill. It doesn't have to be always taking a shot. You know, drawing drawing traffic and getting hit to an open man, and th- that's part of the deal that he's capable of doing. Um, anyway, recognizing that responsibility, and I'll just sum up. Um, LeBron, okay, this is one of my favorite themes as to how LeBron got to the top of the mountaintop. They finally got there. And and after he bottomed out in 2010 and quit against the Celtics and and, and flamed out against the Mavericks in 11, and said so he somewhere along the line, it got into his head, I'm the best player on the floor and I got I have to act as such at the right time. And he, which is done for the rest of his career, and which Michael figured out finally. And, and well, Michael never, Michael had to temper himself a little bit. But anyway, yeah, it, it's I'm very long winded here. Yes, it, he is different. I, I, I think it, we're seeing with the a, an MVP ish kind of guy that we were, you know, asking him, you know, to, to he's maximizing his potential. That, that they'll put it that way. By the way, Bob, you get paid to be long winded on this show. <laughs> uh, but you know, Jeff, that's like, and maybe I'm just a little late to the party, but you know, I saw that last night where I'm, I'm watching the game and. Uh, while it was white with the numbers and, you know, everybody's talking about Horford in the block. I just saw a presence from Tatum last night and a very calming presence. Like I never thought the Celtics were going to lose the, lose the game last night because of Jason Tatum. Yeah. Where you might not have said that a year or two years ago, but you're right. Like he's grown up. And and again, I keep going back to like, who did he learn from early in his career, how to lead Kyrie Irving? Mm. 
Like who, who are you learning from then? You know, like Al's super, I actually think having Al back was huge for Jason Tatum because he he's kind of that guy that they have similar personalities, but obviously Jason Tatum has to be more of an alpha dog, right? He's got to be. He's learned how to deal with officials better. And playing with two pros, and I don't mean pros, I mean pros in the sense of like professionalism, like Derek White, like Drew Holiday, have helped Jason Tatum immensely, both on and off the court. Because if you look at his efficiency, why is it? What's changed? Well, having two dudes on the court that honestly just play the right way. They move the ball. They're not about themselves. Tatum knows he's going to get the ball back. I mean, look at his numbers now. He's shooting 5% higher than he did a year ago from the, from the field. Okay. He's shooting 5% better than he did last year from three point range. He's getting fewer shots. He's going to average less. He knows that he said that to me in the off season. He's like, I know I'm not going to average 30 with all these, these really good players we have around us, but he does everything. And like you said, Gary, what does he do? He makes the damn right play so often. Now he doesn't really force bad shots like he did a few years ago. And they were bad, contested, pull-up threes, like step-back threes that you were like, what are you doing? Now, like, he just makes the right play because he's right. got a high basketball IQ. Yeah, I, I mean, it is great to watch. It, it really is. And last night, you know, last night's game with no Porzingis and with no Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was sick. Porzingis has is, is got a nagging knee injury. You know, I thought, Bob, okay, well, Philadelphia could make a run here. The week before, the Celtics just didn't play well. You know, I mean, to me, it was more on the Celtics than them. But for the Celtics to go into Philly and win without Porzingis and Jalen Brown, that's kind of – that's making a statement. I know it's early, but that's making a statement. No, Well, it's one of those games that the NBA has these ebbs and flows. And it was one of these games before I said to my wife, you know, with with those two guys out, they don't win – you know, we shrug and go, hey, it didn't matter. You know, that, that doesn't tell us anything. But if they do win, that's a good win. And it is a good win. It was a good win. And and uh, uh, it was a very encouraging win. And But I'm, I've seen you, you. this league is so predictable and okay. when it's unpredictable. In other words, uh, I've seen, I saw so many times over the, when, when you thought tonight the forces are not aligned for things to go right tonight uh, because Mr. X is out, Mr. Y is hurt. And and they and they go in and win the game, you know. Uh, and I saw I saw it so many times, and there was there was a lot to like about the game. But you don't get too too carried away either, you know. But still, it was a moment. I, I liked the, uh, the auxiliary contributions, you know, the little ones that, that they got as well. Because the bench to me is the, the overriding issue. Right. It's my, you're right, Bob. Like these games are good. When maybe not having two guys out like this. I mean, when you win and have a two guys out, it's great. But, but like, if you have one guy out, you know, it, it's fine because that gives, you know, 30 minutes to to these other guys. I mean, you see Cornette get 19. Yeah. Kurt, you get 23. Speed McCulloch, who can shoot the hell out of it, by yes. the way, got 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. When I saw Cornette out there and then I saw Pritchard out there, I'm yeah. like, oh, boy, yeah, I don't know. But so let's give some love to, to Mr. White, Jeff. Uh, he had 27 last night. Yeah. Now, we all know we've had various disagreements about about Marcus Smart. Um, and I don't I don't want to, like, knock the guy when he's not here. Right. But White has done a very good job in stepping it up and also holiday. But another example, like White last night was just huge. They're completely different players. He and Marcus Smart. 
you know, Derek White is an elite defender, but he does it in a very unassuming way. And Marcus Smart does it. Uh, Derek White's personality is very unassuming. He's not going to challenge people. That's just not his personality. Where Marcus Smart, for better or worse, would challenge people. And sometimes it worked. And sometimes, honestly, it, it didn't. And and I don't, you know, people always say, well, he's the leader. No, no. He wasn't the leader of the team. He was he was kind of the emotional dude of this team. He was vocal. Uh, yeah, like, again, Derek White is just a consummate pro. And, like, he's all about the right stuff. And moves the ball and doesn't take dumb shots. Doesn't take dumb shots. Period. Like, go ahead, leave Derek White open in the NBA finals now or 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 the Eastern Conference Finals. You want that that ball to go in his hands for an uncontested three. When Marcus Smart, when you saw the ball go to him for an uncontested three, you, you did this. You didn't want to watch. They couldn't be more different. And 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 as you alluded to, Marcus Smart game was is was at both ends of the floor was frantic now i i appreciate you know i i was this guy i was a guy i was a member of the fan club i love some of the stuff he did and 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 you know i was willing to put up with the oh my god don't take that shot you know gun right. thing okay um this other guy i gotta tell you when, when they picked up Derek white and and i think it was january of two years ago uh, january of uh, 21 he was bad bob he was bad and when they picked him up though i said he had, he was a guy who had flown under the Bob Ryan radar screen. I, 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 I knew of the existence of this guy and that's about it. I hadn't paid any attention to him. So I looked it up right away. I said, Oh my God, he scored 14 points a game last year in San Antonio. I had no idea. Uh, that's a, a, and I know, but I still know, didn't see, had, had no feel for his game whatsoever. Right. Okay. And now I have, I'm talking about a member of the fan club. His, I, if I, if smart was frantic, this guy is Mr. Cool, Mr. Efficient. Step. He there's a category of players I think we'd all agree that you can say this in all the major sports. They just capital J K no H how K T two P play. They just know how to play. Right. Derek White is one of those guys in basketball. He just knows how to play, and and he and he he makes good decisions he's a great teammate like watch him at the end of the game last night <laughs> watch he gary and tatum and again everybody loves derek what he's always smiling coming out of the locker room whatever like drew holiday easy to play with great teammate like there's just i don't i don't think there's going to be any friction now i i think there was friction the last couple of years i i really do and yeah. you know jalen brown now got paid so what the hell is the friction? You're the highest paid player in the league. The only friction is with people that are going to, you know, go after you fan wise for being the highest paid player and not really deserving it, which we all know is true. Yeah. Get over it. We feel sorry for you, but you're right. There is, there is a sense of calm and there is a sense. There's just a different presence, a level of maturity with this team this year that it's just that it, in that aspect. And we talked about Tatum, you know, you guys talked about it. They've arrived with the maturity level. That's what I've seen. So clear pecking order too. Clear pecking order now. Right. Like, right. Like no, no longer is it like who's the guy. Right. Like, it's clear it's Jason Tatum's team, sure. and I've, I've said this for a few years. Like Jalen Brown, you're the clear number two, and I'm not even sure you're the number two anymore with Porzingis here, and and Holiday and White. Like, you know, you're you're the second offensive option, I guess, but really you're the second offensive option when, when you're in transition. 
in the half court. I'm not sure that's the guy. Right. I want to be the guy who 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 has the ball in their hands with the game on the line. Like, do you, Bob? Who, if it's not Jason Tatum taking the shot, it, do you want it to be Jalen Brown taking the shot in the half court? Not necessarily. No. No. Right. No. We got these other guys. No. You move uh, the ball. Yeah. You want then it to be the open man. That's what you want it to be then. With with regard to this maturing process, let's just always remember the Jason Tatum's next on his next birthday, which is March third, two thousand twenty four. He will be twenty six. Right. Oh, right. And Bob's right. This, you know, it's, this it's, is it's, his, right. Right. And this is his sixth year in the league. Yeah, it's out of it's hand. The level of expectation for these players, it's out of hand. So, Agreed. Uh, you know, it it it. I I it's. A pleasure to watch. It's fun to, uh, and and it's very encouraging. It's great. It's good. I'm looking forward to how this. And plays I get out. overexcited. I mean, I get I get. It's regular season. I I, I turn into an excitable basketball fan. Um, yeah. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know what's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call... 1-800-GAM-1234. I do want to touch on, on Al for a minute, and I want to ask Bob about this because, Bob, throughout your career, you have seen these guys, and we've talked about Al. He doesn't have enough in the tank to do it every night. We know that. But last night, he comes up with a big block. You got no poor Zingas. You need them. You have seen guys like Al throughout their career where just what I need you to show up, he does. No, he's uh, identifiable that way. No, no question. This is, and they're going to, you know, we're going to know how, how he's going to be used. It's going to be the same. No back to backs. They're going to, you know, stretch it out as you get, get the most out of him and you have to handle him very you know, specifically, you know, but that was right. That was a absolutely crucial performance last night. You know, among the many, there was so many different things that had to go right for that game. And, 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 uh, you know, White's 27 and Tatum's moments, but Al's moments were huge. And, and, and it's, it's going to be, it won't be the last, you know, but it's not going to be every night, you know, and, uh, that's the way it is, but no, he's still got something left. He's still valuable. And of course we all know he's valuable off the court. So um, I'm, I'm happy. So happy to have Al. Do you, do you have a memory? This is where I like to go into the Bob Ryan memory bank. Um, uh, maybe in the past of a player like that, who. Uh... Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't, he's a very different player, but you know, I mean, Don Nelson as he aged, you know, was, was uh, a very important part of the, uh, of the mix. And, 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 uh, it, it uh, wasn't 
there every single night, but maybe Nelly uh, a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of any. I'm sure somebody's going to jump out of me. Though. I think Wedman, Scott Wedman comes to mind maybe at the end. No. You know, Wedman yeah, would Wedman. come in and hit those threes, things like yeah, that. Yeah, no, Wedman, no, Wedman, of course, in the, in the Memorial Day Massacre, Wedman went 11 for 11. <laughs> from the floor but of course the point i love to point out he didn't enter the game till they were up by 25 in the second quarter <laughs> and he went 11 for 11 the rest of the way <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway talk about piling on okay um moving on from that guys uh now we go to to jerry Mont green we're going to talk about the, the warriors in general too you know i watched the video of the whole draymond thing he just he just can't help himself. You know what I mean? I mean, he gets five games and obviously he has a reputation and uh, he just can't help himself, Jeff. I mean, from you put a guy in a headlock, that's it. You know, he's lucky you only got five. I've known Draymond forever and <laughs> I'm getting tired of the act. And I, I really do. I like Draymond a lot. I, I love the energy he brings and the passion, the emotion. And obviously he's all about winning you know, with the way he guards, but is he all about winning? Because if he was, he, he'd be a little bit smarter about some of the things that he does right now. But um, here's the thing, and I'll throw this to Bob. Like Draymond is so different from everybody else in this day and age in the NBA. If you put Draymond 20 years ago in the NBA, would, would there be this outcry? I mean, isn't he like Rodman-esque in, in some ways, and we just accepted Rodman sure. for who he was eventually. 19, the 1980 Knicks, the, the 85, yeah. 86, 88 Knicks or the Pistons, sure. Yeah, Oakley. I'm Oakley, Oakley. Well, that's the word. Horn, you that, know? That's where I was going. No, no, you're right. That's where I was going. Oakley yeah. right away comes to mind. as, as a, a, But but Oakley, somehow, it was a, just a, Draymond is still specific in his, you know, but uh, you know, right? I, I was always a big. I was. A, I identified him at Michigan State, and I was surprised when he was the thirty-fifth pick of the draft right. that, that year he came out. I thought the teams were all made a mistake and and, and and waiting on him, and he and he proved his worth and and all that. But you're right. I I totally agree the way phrase it. I'm tired of the act too, uh, because it's uh, you know what? It's utterly self-serving. Yeah, that's all it is. It's self-serving. This is uh, I can do what I want, and and and. Uh, you know, and uh, that's can't take that away from me. Uh, very, very interesting. I loved what uh, Rudy Gobert because I didn't. I was unaware of the depth of their enmity. You know, I didn't realize that they were such mortal enemies as, as I now know they are. I had not. I just kind of missed that out on that. But he's when he accused uh, Dave Draymond of not wanting to play on nights when Curry doesn't play. <laughs> and, I think it's ten percent of the time or something. So. so <laughs> But that's an interesting dynamic between those two. But you know, but it wasn't just that it was a headlock; it was a chokehold, was more or less. And yeah, uh, and uh, it, it, it. I think Gobert said he, he tried to choke me out, but he couldn't, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. So he even timed it out nine seconds. It was embarrassing for Draymond Green. That that's the problem now. It's gotten to the point where nothing he does really phases us that much, but. My question, Gary, five games, was that enough of a suspension or would you give him more? Well, I thought it could have been more, but he still is a marquee player and it's a marquee team. And we understand that the NBA is aware of that. Uh, it could, You could have if you chokehold is a better word. You could certainly go to seven. You could go to 10 if you really want to, you know, put an end to it. Yeah. The thing that's too bad is what you just talked about is he's becoming a caricature. It's almost like he's a wrestler now. 
You know, and people forget about all the good things he has done, that he could score the basketball, that he is a talented player, <clears throat> that he's just not a carnival act. You well, know, it's, but he's less of a of an asset than he used to be. His, his, his right. definitely skills have diminished the last two years. There's no question. And so now it's way too much weighted towards being, you know, this. this well, is uh, that it, Bob? WWE does he understand? Does, does he understand that? And he I, uh, that the only way he can contribute is to do this. That maybe that's the way he's framing it. I don't know. And meanwhile, you know, where does Steve Kerr come in on all this? What, what quote unquote control does he have over Draymond Green? You know, you wonder how much does he want to try to uh, influence Green's behavior? Because you know, I mean, that, that to me, that should be coming to the discussion here. So yeah, and Jeff, you think they're toast, right, Golden State? I do. I, I toast to win it all. Toast to really be a factor when it matters. So like I, you know, they can be a playoff team and win a round or maybe even get to the Western Conference Finals, but I don't think they're legitimate contenders to win the whole thing again. No. No, I yeah. would say go ahead, Bob. Strictly a you know a, well, uh, my well, my category that I have, uh, you know, is in a category of nobody's going to say, "Oh, goody, we're playing the Warriors," but you're not worried about them either. You're not you're not afraid of them, right? Be afraid of them, right? We talked about this uh, earlier in the week, Jeff, about Adam Silver, who was making the the rounds in the media, um, and uh, Bob he chimed in. We first of all we talked about the 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 analyst work. Uh, and Bob, you can jump in and you know and yeah. let Jeff know what you have to say. I mean, he was saying that there needs to be greater detail in the game analysis from the broadcasters like in the NFL. And Bob and I were saying it's two different games. It's totally two different games. First of all, I don't know. I would like him to identify. Give me who's your NFL model that you want your NBA guys to be. Give me some examples because I don't know what the hell he's talking well, about. Because Tony Romo doesn't talk about the game. He's cracking jokes all the time. All right. So, you maybe know, he's talking about the, the shows. Maybe he's talking about some of the shows and they break it. Listen, I do. Oh, well, that's but it's the landscape for everything now. Everybody's in a hot takes and, yes. you know, instead of breaking it down, I don't know how many people are breaking down. I think it's a little bit easier to break plays down in the NFL than it is to break. If he's down. talking about the shows, that's a totally different animal than that. I want him to be specific. What are you talking about here? Yeah, exactly? no, he's talking about the game broadcast. You know, he's well, then, talking I, about. I, I don't he get wants it. a UB Brown every night, Bob. You mentioned oh. UB Brown. He wants a UB Brown every night. Well, it'd be nice. UB, by the way, still throwing ninety-five on the black. I don't. I, I he still got it as he pushes ninety. By the way, but uh, I I think that's the one guy that you can refute this argument. I think, but um, I you know, but the games are so different. I mean, football is. Four to eight seconds of action followed by 35 to 40 seconds of inaction followed by four to eight seconds of action followed by and on 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 it goes for three hours. Basketball and hockey are fluid games and and they don't break down that way. And then it's a different skill set necessary needed to be a, a color man for basketball and hockey than it is for football or even baseball when you got pitches time between pitches. So, I mean. Come on, I don't know what he means here. I I I'm, I'm I was really surprised. And I, 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 what where does this come from? So uh, you know, I'd like I need to sit down with a beer at Adam. Let's tell me I don't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, you, you and, know, I Jeff, I think where he's coming from is he is uh, he doesn't want the game to become a show. You know, where everything is cliches and everybody's looking for the catchphrase. And he wants the meat and potatoes back. 
But I don't know if that's what the fans want, too. And also, the, the basketball is the type of game that you can see. You know, you can watch the ball and also watch away from the ball. The NFL is a whole lot more going on. You know, I'll tell you a guy that I thought got it and 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 was my idea of a good color man in NBA. And it's Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I love great. Jeff Van Gundy. Great. I said for years, Jeff, don't go back to coaching and serve the benefit, you know, the benefit one constituency. You stay do what you're doing. You're helping us, you're helping all of us who love basketball because you get it. You get you you even get what it's like to be a fan. I mean, maybe this is what happens, comes when you come out of Division Three when your father was a coach and all that. Fine. Well, I thought he was terrific at it, and and, and um, you know the idea that that he got canned for whatever reason is stupid, and uh, I think, and uh, you know, it's a shame. But anyway, I thought he. What do you, what do you think of the the hey the Rivers duo coming back? You got Doc back, and they brought in ESPN, brought in Austin, who's really good. Like they're both. I know what you think of Doc. Doc, hey, Doc could do whatever, Gary. <laughs> It doesn't oh, matter. Doc could could take out his garbage, and Bob would be like, "He's the best garbage <laughs> man of all time." Oh, he's got I a real flair. He's got a real flair for that can. Oh yeah, he is. No, <laughs> uh, uh, no Austin's Austin really good though. Good. No, I mean, I haven't I haven't caught Austin yet. So uh, yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, no, very uh, good. but yeah, no. Listen, it it is what it is. How about the Mark Jackson saga? The, I the, I just saw the back page yeah. of the post which i haven't read yet i don't know what it's all about so i guess they they, they won't let him on the team fl- like he was going to do msg in new york and they wouldn't let him on the team plane or something leon rose the head of the knicks because he had it he had an issue with with an assistant who's on the knicks who used to be on his staff at golden state uh darren uh i forget his last name oh wow ermin, ermin i think and uh something happened there uh years ago so leon rose backing his assistant coach and basically saying no no no, this isn't going to happen wow interesting so oh no he may have applied commercial yeah i don't even know if he's still going to do msg games yeah yeah yeah. he might be pushed out of doing that but leon rose listen the the ultimate uh in in non-accountability he runs the knicks but he does nothing with the media uh, you know, when they were down, he, he was never accountable, never showed up. Former agent for CAA who's just hides. Just yeah, hides. Well, probably, yeah, yeah, Dolan, yes, man. Um, exactly. What about the, you know, we Bob and I didn't talk about this, but expansion for the NBA. Now, I can appreciate that it's become an international game, and we, we've talked about how important the international players have been to the league. It's been phenomenal. Raised the level. But do you still think, Jeff, I'll start with you on this. Do you think there are enough players worldwide to su- support expansion? I mean, sure, there are. I mean, I, listen. And quality the, players. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think that. No, I, I, I would say probably not. But I, I won't be upset if they put a team in Vegas. So I get to go to Vegas a little bit more often. <laughs> uh, yeah, what about overseas? What about if they put a team now, in Vegas? I, the big one is, right, they're talking about overseas. Because that has been floating around on the edges Going back into the 70s, when the, the discussion was that the, the first city that got mentioned as an international destination, perhaps for the NBA, was Mexico City back in the 70s. Right. Really? And they, they continue to play there, you know, annually, right? And do they not in the NBA? And, I think so. Yeah. And well, Madrid. I've always heard Madrid, too. Well, yeah. but, but first one was Mexico Travel. City. Of course, now the focus is got to be in Europe. But, right. I mean, but ask yourself, um, 
if you're a player, you know, it, this is a whole other matter of, of where I'm going to live. I'm going to play. I'm going to live in, 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 a, in a truly, a, you know, Canada is one thing, but some guys are spooked by that, let alone going to, uh, uh, to, to live in well, Mexico. It's City. never going to happen because of what you said. The star players are going to want to stay in the United States. You have tax ramifications. I don't know what they are in various countries, income, so forth. And then it just comes down to the travel. You would have to have like a division. You would have to have yeah, a European division. And that's what happens in football. They talk about it with football, too. So you're going to put, what, five teams in Europe? Then that's going to really suck. You're going to add five more teams in the NBA to make it work? And then they're not going to get free agents. Yeah. No, you know? I mean, I know. I know. That's, that, that's just not asking too much. I just a little too ambitious for my taste. I don't know. But they, you know, I know they want to have a presence. Obviously, they love the, the exhibition thing will grow and grow. That's fine. You know, you want to sell. It's all about selling merchandise, really. You know, you know that. It's but they do it, Bob. Isn't it enough? I know I'm gonna. I sound. I sound like a really old geezer now. <laughs> isn't enough? Isn't enough enough? I mean, Bob's right. I mean, they 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 have a ton of um, exhibition, regular season games, whatever. The merchandise is everywhere. You can watch any game anywhere in the world. I can go to the top of Mount Ed for Evers and get <laughs> NBA TV. I mean, like I don't really see the need. There's going to be a team in Vegas. I'm telling you, there's going to be a team in Vegas. You're just a degenerate. You just want an excuse. I'm, no, I'm telling you, there is. Like, whether I want it or not, which, yes, I want it. But, uh, yeah, I could see Seattle and Vegas going back to Seattle. Well, Seattle should be back, and they were wronged. The two cities that were wronged by the NBA were Buffalo, number right. one, and and two, which was nothing wrong with that franchise other than bad ownership. And then, uh, you know, they became the Clippers and, and so on and so forth. And Seattle got, you know, as soon as that guy bought the team and you knew he was going to Oklahoma City, can't think of his name right now. What was his name, Jeff? Remember? But anyway. And and nothing wrong. With, um, Oklahoma City is a good addition for the NBA. That's yes. fine. Oklahoma City has been a terrific place. It's it, but uh, Seattle got wronged, and uh, I, I I hope they can get a team back. When I think about the Buffalo Braves, no, oh. it brings me back to the hit record. Matt can do. Matt can do. <laughs> Matt, can, I remember that. I was. I think I heard. Uh, Brett, I think I, I am Brett. telling you some of my. Favorite, you know, really good memories of, of you know, co covering the NBA in the 70s have to do with the Celtics and Buffalo Braves. Oh, it's great. Mac and, and, and Randy was, Smith, uh, Ernie D, Jim McMillan. Oh, man. And then Dr. And, Jack. Oh, God. Doc, absolutely. It was and, and it was a great two, two really good playoff series, two six game series, 74 and 76. You know, 74. Oh, my God. You know, that that ended up it was a, they were really good. And Dave versus Cowens and McAdoo was a terrific matchup. And oh, God, it, it was it was fun. And and they got screwed because of John Y. Brown and, and Paul Snyder. Right. You know, it turned the fans off. And, and then next thing you know, they're in the franchise swap, you know, and, and it's done. It never went back to them. It was nothing wrong with that franchise. Yeah. Hey, I, I have one. I have one final uh, trivia question for you. Um, there's one team, and this shows you, uh, by the way, the in-season tournament, I'm about as out on as anybody. It, yeah, it's I don't the dumbest that. thing ever. But there's one team that hasn't put an in-season in-tournament game, in-season tournament, whatever the hell you want to call it. Robert, what team is that? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to somebody's. That's why I asked you. I asked you because yeah. I know you don't care. I don't care. Gary no. doesn't care. Isn't this, isn't this ridiculous? Go ahead. Well, who's the team? Toronto. Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. But I, I'm not even asking for. Like, I don't nobody care. 
Nobody cares is what I'm getting at. What no, I'm getting I think, at but is- you know, look, th- th- it goes back to the money thing, Jeff. The one thing that we've seen, and I- I've seen it with the NFL too, they're going to continue constantly to try to develop new revenue streams. They just th- That's what they do, and they always will. Uh, I think the people who are going to make the most money are the ones who make the new floors. You know, you had a new floor. Somebody, somebody the company yeah. had 30 new floors. 30 new just- floors, <laughs> boom, there you go. You know, or... You know, like you can go to Vegas and see the final four of this. The players like it, yeah. you know, but the fan, yeah, we don't care. And I don't even yeah. think the younger generation cares. I Speaking really don't. Vegas, as we speak, the baseball owners are approving the sale of uh, the move, the eventual move of the Oakland A's to guess where? Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Hey, before we uh, wrap it up today, I, I got to make mention. Of, uh, it just saddens me that, that big baby Davis has been convicted of fraud. And yeah. along with uh, Will Bynum. Well, can I ask something here? It's it, He was arrested with 126 grams of marijuana and $92,000 in cash in a hotel room. I didn't know you were, I didn't know people were still buying marijuana illegally. I thought you could just go to. Like, I know, I know. Uh, well, maybe some, maybe some people didn't get the message. Uh, but, you know, I just say this about Baby. Uh, you know, remember, he, you, you wanted to like him so much. I did. You know, he was engaged. He was fun. He was fun. always. Fun, jovial, all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel bad. I've known. Remember after his rookie year that he 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 couldn't play early in the season. He did something dumb. I think. Remember he did something really stupid. Yeah. And, and he was suspended. And 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 that's when I started. The first time I started to worry a little bit. And and the time went on. And I once said to Doc, uh, I, I was in. I had a discussion with Doc. Uh, I think he got into some other trouble. And. And and he said, I worry about baby, about after, you know, in the afterlife, you know, guess what? Here it is. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Could he, could he spend time in jail? I mean, Terrence he's Williams. Facing a hard time. And, and, and Will was the ringleader of that. And I think he was sentenced to 10 years of, of, of that whole scheme. And you talk about throwing away a career and, 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 and a life that. You know, he had the, he 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 got eight years out of the NBA, but he he could have had. Well, he came from a really really tough uh, area and and tough upbringing, so okay. I, I feel bad for Big Baby here. I, again, he was one of those guys that I always liked from the first first time I saw him. I think he was like fourteen years old. Played for uh, I forget what the, the AU team down there, and right grew up right across in Baton Rouge. Uh-huh. And um, his mother. His mother was a friggin' riot. She would run up and down the the, the sidelines yelling, "That's my baby!" Over <laughs> and over and over, loud as can be. But uh, yeah, let's let's hope ba- baby gets kind of everything kind of squared away and straightened out because uh, I really do like him a lot. But that, that's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Well, it's it is an example of what happens to players after the lights go off. You know, some guys, they have no direction. They don't know what to do. Yeah, the thing is about it, though, he gave us a warning. He, there were warning signs when oh, he was. Yeah, always. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, guys, uh, Jeff, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Bob Ryan, we'll talk to you again next week. Any other final thoughts, gents? Well, happy in-season tournament, guys. Well, yeah. Happy in-season Yo. tournament. We'll try, <laughs> to get, we'll try to get to everybody before Thanksgiving. All right, guys. All right.